0: The well, Victoria's Secret catwalk was one of the biggest nights of Miranda Kerr's career. Almost 10 million people watched her walk the runway. Only what happened behind the scenes that night would have tabloids confused and captivated for years to come. Welcome to Scandal from Shameless Podcast, the stories of the biggest celebrity controversies revisited.
1: Zara McDonald, I am nervous. I am excited. I am nervous. pumped for That's this new.
0: episode. There's just a lot of
1: like juicy, confusing shit that we need to wade through. Well,
0: I think what I was hinting towards last week is when it comes to this story, normally these are the kinds of stories I probably wouldn't bother doing in Scandal because I probably thought there was too much baseless rumour and conjecture. But I think when you encouraged me to dig into it, I still think it's definitely based on rumour, but there is a lot of kind of twists and turns that just means this story is quite captivating. Anyway, yeah,
1: if you need a recap on last week's episode, we touched on the rising star stories of Miranda Kerr and Orlando Bloom. They were kind of plucked out of obscurity. They crossed paths backstage at Victoria's Secret, which is interesting given how this episode's going to go. Then they had an interesting run in with paparazzi while they were looking at apartments. What followed was like two years of being on again, off again. If you listen to British Vogue, a couple of rejected proposals, then eventually marriage, a baby and a very,
0: very high profile relationship. Yeah. And super high profile careers. So let's rewind to November 7, 2012. It is a Victoria's Secret fashion show and a lot of stuff is going on behind the scenes. Oh boy. Alrighty, Mitch. So as I said, it's November 7, 2012. And as we kind of touched on last week as well, this really was Victoria's Secret's golden era before real controversies rocked the brand. These were the days of tiny size, four and size six models. And when US Vogue considered it one of the biggest and most expensive extravaganzas on the style calendar.
1: Yeah, let's actually dive into what Victoria's Secret was like at this time, because I think this is almost a scandal in and of itself. I found this really interesting. This was from the New York Times back in 2010, where they interviewed Ed Razek, the company's CMO, who told them, what people don't realize is that Victoria's secret angels are rarer by far than superstar athletes. He went on, the numbers of people who can do this are probably under 100 in the world. And in the show, it's only 30 girls.
0: Yeah, so what he was meaning in that sense is he was talking about the type of woman that Victoria's Secret want to cast have to fit such precise but unwritten, and this is according to the New York Times, physical parameters, that there are so few people that almost have those dimensions in the world, Mm. which is a little bit terrifying to consider that quote in a really large context of 10 million people watching like we're putting these women on a stage and saying this is the ideal and yet Ed Razek himself is saying there are only probably 100 women in the world that even could possibly walk this runway and it's like that is a bizarre thing to consider yeah
1: it is continually educating me doing these scandal episodes why I have or why I've struggled with certain body image issues throughout my teenage years and my adult life because it's like I grew up with this. We were all programmed to idolize this. And we were programmed to think that that one in 10 million girl is the girl that you have to be to be attractive. But
0: it's like more than that. It's like one in a billion, which is bizarre. We're going to get to some of the really more troubling aspects of the Victoria's Secret fashion show and what was expected of the models in a second. But before then, I kind of wanted to do a bit of a rundown (laughs) on some random facts or random stuff that happened in some really iconic Victoria's Secret fashion shows in the years before 2012, if you'll allow me. Please. So in 2002, because I didn't know any of this. So when I was researching, (laughs) I was like, this stuff, is fascinating. In 2002, I didn't know that Giselle Bunshin was harassed on stage by Peter protesters. Wow. So when she was walking out there, Peter protesters came on the stage with their big signs and basically called her out because she had just signed a contract with a fur label. And she went backstage after and spoke to CNN and she said, I am the biggest animal lover in the world. I was just doing my job. I'm a model. I don't even wear fur. They just want attention. What's interesting, though, is 16 years later, in an interview, she actually said that that whole clusterfuck of people crashing her walk down the Victoria's Secret runway in 2002, transformed her relationship with the fashion industry. She said, suddenly it dawned on me. I was in a hamster wheel. I'm just going to go out there and be a good girl and do what my agent tells me to do. What do I know? It wasn't until that shock, it stopped me in my tracks. They sent me all these videos. I wasn't aware of what was happening and I was devastated. So suddenly she was like, because of that, I'm going to take more of a stand in the jobs that I'm doing. Yeah, she went on. So I said, listen, I'm not doing fur campaigns.
1: It put me in the driver's seat. Finally, the universe comes to you and says, hello. maybe you should notice this, you need to be responsible for the choices you make. How fascinating that time has changed her perspective on this, going from these people just want attention, I'm not even to blame for this, they're just out there for a bit of publicity, to then 16 years later going, you know what, this completely and fundamentally changed the way that I dealt with my public platform and my influence. Like the Peter protesters, we could have a million different conversations about that, but- Very interesting that it worked. Yeah, 100%. On top of that, I have my own Victoria's Secret fact for you. Come hither. I don't have a historical fact. I just have like a marketing tidbit, which I find interesting On average, the VS Fashion Show cost the brand $12 million to put together every single year, but paid for itself. That is a quote from the Chicago Tribune in 2012. Paid for itself
0: in how much their revenue would be boosted immediately afterwards. Insane, isn't it? Now, just going back to what we touched on before in terms of how we glorified the Victoria's Secret angel body, what I remember very, very clearly growing up and having this saturate the media landscape was how the media would lap up any skerrick of content they could get their hands on Mm. when it came to how a Victoria's Secret Angel would live, work out and eat Mm. and how much their diets were published and pushed down the throats of young girls to say, this is what you need to do in order to look like this.
1: Again, no wonder why we are all still wading through a swamp of tricky body image stuff. I mean, we said before, these are girls who are one in 10 million or one in a billion or whatever, and yet their diets are being held up as something that every woman should be trying to look exactly like them to achieve that extremely slim, long legged, tiny armed flat stomach physique. And we want to give a trigger warning before we include this quote. We understand some people might find it incredibly confronting. So skip ahead 90 seconds if you don't want to hear this. But we think it's important because in 2011 and in 2012, when Miranda Kerr walked that Victoria's Secret runway, publications were publishing articles like this. This is from the UK Telegraph. Adriana Lima sees a nutritionist who has measured her body's muscle mass, fat ratio and levels of water retention. He prescribes protein shakes, vitamins and supplements to keep Lima's energy levels up during this training period. Lima drinks a gallon of water a day. For nine days before the show, she will only drink protein shakes, no solids. The concoctions include powdered egg. Two days before the show, she will abstain from the daily gallon of water and just drink normally. Then, 12 hours before the show, she will stop drinking entirely. No liquids at all, so you dry out. Sometimes you can lose up to eight pounds just from that, she says.
0: I actually feel a bit sick reading these quotes and I feel sick for my younger self and for everyone listening to this as younger self because I remember this. I remember them saying that they didn't eat and they didn't drink for days before Mm. the show. And that's just like a horrifying thing to have on the public record.
1: It's glorifying anorexia. Absolutely it is. You can't tell me anything else And the fact that we grew up with this. Like, I agree with you. I'm sad. Like, I'm sad for our generation and the generations that came before it that dealt with things like the Vogue vodka egg diet. Like, I'm sad for people who put up with this, but I'm also happy that young women don't have this shit thrusted in their faces anymore
0: yeah not as much I mean it's still not a perfect world by any stretch Mm. but the stuff that we swallowed without realizing we were swallowing is horrendous now park that to the side right that's Victoria's Secret and we thought we couldn't possibly have a conversation about Victoria's Secret without all of that context too Let's talk about Justin Bieber because this is Justin Bieber's first Victoria's Secret performance and he was 18 at the time. And we thought, okay, so at this time when Justin Bieber is performing at Victoria's Secret in 2012, who was he? What was he known as? (laughs) He was known as a very talented singer, songwriter and musician, but at this time he was also known for being a bit of a brat. Being a lot of a brat, let's be
1: real. So to recap his career Justin Bieber was discovered by Scooter Braun, very famous talent agent that we know him to be now. Justin was just 13 when he was scouted. So this was just five years before he crossed paths with Miranda Kerr. Baby had only been released in January of 2010 when Justin was 15. So at the point where he meets Miranda, he's coming off the high of like the baby era. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. In 2010, The Guardian wrote, Scooter Braun made contact and eventually signed Justin Bieber up, relocating him and single mother Patty to Atlanta to start the process of moulding the youngster into a pop star. The voice coach, the studio sessions, the obligatory patronage of a torch-passing elder artist in Usher, even the employment of an official, I'm not joking here, swagger coach to help spin Bieber's sass into charm and refine his appearance with nifty (laughs) T-shirts, chunky trainers and bling. (laughs)
1: you <laughs> Oh my god. A Forbes profile published in May 2012 observed Justin to be, and I quote, a cocky, jokey teenager. A GQ profile published around the same time read like this. After a few moments, I noticed that someone had drawn a bunch of dicks all over the grease board by the door. So I pointed at them and asked, hey, who drew all the dicks? One of the sound engineers immediately jumped up, ran over and erased them with his sleeve. This is the new and mature Bieber. We can't have dicks being drawn all over the place. People might get the wrong
0: idea about filthy rich 18 year old pop stars. I really loved this quote because this was around the time when yes Justin Bieber had been known for being a bit of a brat as I said and quite I mean I want to say immature but like a pretty standard 18 year old with a bunch of money who's Mm. just going to be probably trying to grapple with that. But this was a time when they were trying to say, no, no, Justin's like growing up. He's not like a young bratty teenager anymore. And yet he's still drawing dicks wherever he can find it. Now, I also found this quote from that GQ profile really interesting. The writer wrote, There is no way around it. Justin Bieber is a very small human being. He is 18, but he could easily pass for someone six years younger. His rep says he's five feet nine, but he looks about four feet four, maybe 100 pounds. This is so harsh. I shake his hand and it feels like there should be more hand there.
1: Interesting way of describing a man's body. I mean, I'm not going to compare. It's not as bad as the Victoria's Secret passage that we just wrote out. It's interesting that back in 2012, the biggest burn, and this writer from GQ did try to give Justin Bieber more than a few barbs throughout the interview. It's interesting that the biggest burn he could lay was saying that he was
0: not big enough, not masculine macho enough. Says a lot about masculinity, doesn't it? Yeah. And I think this was all just to say that the press wanted you to know that Justin Bieber was young, that he was Mm -hmm. young and that he hadn't matured yet and he had yet to properly grow up. He actually had released his album Believe in 2012, which was why he was probably on this publicity circuit for the Victoria's Secret Mm -hmm. album. The first single he released was Boyfriend. So that
1: might send you right back. Dare I say. Probably one of my favourite singles of his. I love not,
0: Boyfriend. I don't really. Really? Not really one of his greats, but I appreciate that this is a kind of a good signal for time.
1: Yeah. So we've got Justin Bieber. We've got the kind of fucked up history of the Victoria's Secret fashion show. Time to blend them. We are officially at the catwalk. It is the 2012 show. Models including Alessandra Ambrosio, Adriana Lima, Candace Swanepoel, Lily Aldridge are all walking alongside our girl, Miranda Kerr. Also, to help you out with the mental timeline... This is when Jess Hart
0: and Cara Delevingne are walking in their very first runway. Yeah, exactly. 2012 was also the year the show was criticised for the Native American themed costume that Carly Kloss actually mm. wore on the runway, if people remember that. The brand had to apologise for that costume and it was edited out of the broadcast. Now, there are photos of Miranda Kerr and Justin Bieber backstage, including one where Justin is sort of kissing Miranda on the cheek. Yeah, in interviews about the show, immediately after the show, Miranda
1: told the media that her toddler son, by this point Flynn, had, and I quote, Bieber fever. She said, The other day we were in South Africa, I turned on the TV and Justin Bieber's documentary was on. I said, Flynn, Bieber fever. And he said, Bieber fever back to me. I thought it was the cutest thing I've ever seen. Now, at the same time as we had this kind of like fluffy, cutesy, Bieber fever headline running around about Miranda and Justin – There were some other tabloid headlines, Zara, and they were not so fluffy.
0: Yeah, exactly. So in November 2012, immediately after the show had been filmed, this is when Miranda found her name alongside Justin's in a few tabloid headlines. I do want to say, though, they were pretty innocuous for the Mm. time, but they still existed. So here is a passage from the original Page Six report, which ran under the headline, Bieber Goes on Angel Hunt. Justin Bieber tried very hard to hit on the bodacious babes of the Victoria's Secret fashion show flirting and asking the models for their numbers during filming and at the after party, sources tell us. Bieber, who is dating Selena Gomez, performed at the VS show on Wednesday and attended the after party at Larvo on East 58th Street, where models including Carly Kloss, Alessandra Ambrosio and Doubts and Crows celebrated. Bieber also popped up at Avenue Later, where the teenage heartthrob was spotted at a table with his entourage and Victoria's Secret angel, Miranda Kerr.
1: Yeah, this was reported by Digital Spy. An eyewitness has now claimed that Bieber was asking for phone numbers from the girls during the fashion show and after party, despite the fact that he is dating Selena Gomez. We then also heard this from New York Daily News. The boyfriend singer and a few pals had entered Lavo through a back door at about 11pm. But then when the Bieber party left early Thursday morning, a lucky huddle of underwear models went with them.
0: Yes, so this is November 7. On November 12, this news lands. Justin and girlfriend of almost two years, Selena Gomez, are no longer together. I didn't realise. I mean, we know Selena and Justin, and to be totally honest with you, Selena and Justin probably could be their own scandal episode (laughs) themselves if people actually care about that. I care a lot. They were on and off again quite a bit, but this was one of their key breakups. I didn't realise it came so quickly and so close after the Victoria's Secret fashion show in 2012. The Guardian wrote on November 12, so five days after the show. Believers are in hysterics. Sorry, I forgot that we called them believers. Some delighted, some grieving, following news that Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez have split up. After nearly two years together, Gomez allegedly dumped her fellow pop star due to major trust issues.
1: Not long after the reports that Selena and Justin had broken up, emerged, we heard some rumours that not all was well in the marriage of Miranda and Orlando. So in Touch magazine was actually the first to report that Miranda and Orlando had split in December 2012. So that fashion show was November 2012, we're now in December. InStyle referenced a source who had apparently told the magazine They are living apart and figuring out what to do next. They also added that the couple had not been seen together in public for a few months. The last time they were photographed together was in October. We need to add, Orlando Bloom was filming a movie in South Africa at the time, which could, of course, contribute to simply living in separate countries. But in touch wasn't the only one who reported on this. That same month, Marie Claire reported that Miranda was seen out and about a few times without wearing a wedding ring.
0: These rumours were so much more than just sort of, you know, unfounded gossip because it got to the point where Orlando Bloom's mum actually had to address the press about it in December two thousand and twelve. This was a headline from the Daily Mail. Their marriage is not on the rocks. They will be spending Christmas together. Orlando Bloom and Miranda Kerr deny split. Now within that article, this is a quote. Orlando's mother, Sonia, insists everything is fine and that the British actor and wife, Miranda Kerr, are, quote, very happy. Asked about the breakup rumors, Sonia Copeland-Bloom said, of course not, no. I don't know where this has come from, but my gosh, they are very, very happy.
1: Soon after those reports, it was really interesting. There were a ton of paparazzi photos of them as a family unit celebrating Christmas together, which was quite interesting and raised my eyebrow when I was going back through to think, hmm, You've got all these rumours saying you haven't been seen together, you're not wearing your wedding ring. Sources are saying you're not getting along and you're living apart. And then very soon after, you have these cheerful, happy, festive-themed paparazzi shots being sold around the media.
0: Yeah, or it might just be Christmas time and they want to be happy and share the love. I don't know. What we do know, though, is that 2013, the year later, was not the best for Miranda and Orlando's relationship, but we will get to that after a word from today's sponsor.
1: All right, Zara, you teased it out before the break. In fact, I don't even think you gave this the gravity you needed and said it wasn't the best year in their relationship. (laughs) You could say it was the downright worst because on October 25, 2013, Miranda and Orlando announced to the media that they were getting a divorce. This was the statement that they released to publications. In a joint statement, Orlando Bloom and Miranda Kerr have announced that they have been amicably separated for the past few months. After six years together, they have recently decided to formalise their separation. Despite this being the end of their marriage, they love, support and respect each other as both parents of
0: their son and as family. So just as a timeline check here, this is nearly a year after that 2012 Victoria's Secret fashion show. Rumours, as we said, though, had been kind of swirling. That entire year, basically. A couple of days after this was announced, Orlando Bloom did tell TMZ, we're not friends, we're family. He also said that as for why they broke up, that life is a mystery and it doesn't work out the way you want it to. Mm. I have to say credit to these two because doing a lot of digging into their marriage and also doing a lot of digging into a lot of other celebrity divorces. These two clearly made a really conscious effort to be publicly kind about one another and to privately make sure that no matter what happened between them, that they were going to be able to co-parent in the best way possible. And in being able to co-parent in the best way possible, it meant that they needed to have a strong friendship. Yeah. And a strong
1: front. And they did that even when their fronts literally split in two. So, Again, when this divorce announcement came out, this is when Justin Bieber and Miranda Kerr's names found each other in headlines yet again. Page six wrote on October 25, so the same day that the divorce was announced. Kerr sparked rumors of marital trouble after last year's Victoria's Secret show by partying late with Justin Bieber, but her reps insist that she and the Biebs, 19, were friends and her marriage to Bloom was solid. Yeah. So
0: these reports floated about in a few different places, but I think here's the thing that's really important to note about these rumours. They just didn't seem very legitimate. Like if I was reading this at the time, I would sort of just bat them away as baseless. Not every publication published them. It kind of started with Us Weekly. We also had them published in the Mirror in the UK. And in that Mirror's report, it read like this. Orlando heard that there had been some flirting going on and he wasn't exactly thrilled about it.
1: Yeah, Us Weekly, who again we will say is not the most reputable publication, referred to, and I quote, dirty texts that Miranda and Justin allegedly exchanged, but really didn't speak any further on that or give any kind of proof. But really, that was kind of it. Like a handful of notoriously trashy tabloids publishing rumors about these two that effectively every public publication with trust from their readership ignored any trustworthy publication looked at these sniffed at them and went no thanks
0: Exactly. And so people might be wondering, well, why the fuck are we doing a whole scandal series on stuff that you're saying is baseless? And we're saying it's an odd story because it all seemed very baseless until July 2014, when suddenly these headlines seem to be far more legit than anyone gave them credit for. We're not going to jump right to July 2014 just yet because we have another weird little sidebar to tell you. We do. Let's pop Justin Bieber and Miranda Kerr
1: to the side for a second. We're going to get back to them. We're left with two exes in Orlando Bloom and Selena Gomez. And all of a sudden, they are seen out and about together. This is in early 2014, when an Orlando Bloom who was aged 37 years old and a Selena Gomez who is aged 22 years old, so 15-year age gap here, Was spotted sharing a cigarette on a street in Los Angeles while the pair attended a Chelsea Handler stand-up show.
0: Yeah, so this is just a few months after the split, as you say. On April 28, 2014... Vanity Fair journo Richard Lawson mused, are Orlando Bloom and Selena Gomez getting sexy revenge (laughs) together? Now, there was this sense of like, okay, well, Orlando and Selena seem like kind of a random pairing, but there's this incredibly iconic photo of them together sitting in a gutter sharing a cigarette and it made people think, is this a bit more intimate than we thought? However, in this article, Vanity Fair wrote as follows. Are Selena Gomez and Orlando Bloom dating? They're the current odd couple that everyone is whispering about. When I say everyone, I mean outlets like TMZ and Page Six. And when I say whispering, I mean, yes, running big headlines like Orlando Bloom and Selena Gomez revenge screwing. Yes, revenge screwing, which is the third most devious kind of screwing behind spite screwing and, of course, Murder screwing. (laughs) This idea that if they were in fact a couple, they're doing it for revenge was hatched by TMZ, who notes that Bloom's ex, Miranda Kerr, and Gomez's ex, Justin Bieber, were rumoured to have been cosy backstage at the Victoria's Secret fashion show. So you see, if their exes fooled around with each other, Orlando and Selena dating or whatever is an act of revenge. Quite dramatic.
1: Yeah, he did go on and said, look, they don't have much to go on. This is really just a photo. And ultimately, that Vanity Fair He's concluded that the pair were, and I quote, just Pell's revenge friends. So even when Vanity Fair was writing about this in early 2014, even they were saying it's still a bit ridiculous. We only have a photo. My goodness, aren't the tabloids like keen for some trashy drama that doesn't even exist? Like,
0: this is being discarded as silly. Yeah, even the LA Times joined in on the shoulder shrugging by saying Selena Gomez and Orlando Bloom are the latest to be caught up in the celebrity are they dating machine? Nope, you can't just be friends and famous in this town. So, nothing to see here. Trashier tabloids say something's going on. The highbrow tabloids say, definitely nothing going on. And then we get to July 29, 2014, which is what we've been teasing out.
1: July 29, 2014. TMZ was the very first publication to get the jump on this scoop. And a hat tip to TMZ, they thought the entire time that something legit was going on here. (laughs) We were all doubters. We should have been believers in TMZ. Oh, my God. Because they were on to something. They published an article under the headline, and imagine this in capital letters in true TMZ form, please. Orlando Bloom
0: throws punch at Justin Bieber. This is a remarkable story because this kind of all happened in real time. Orlando Bloom and Justin Bieber get into a fight at a club in Ibiza and almost immediately someone has sold this footage to TMZ and it's public that same evening. Here is the opening paragraph, again, in true TMZ style with lots of ellipses. (laughs) Orlando Bloom threw a punch at Justin Bieber early Wednesday morning in Ibiza, and Justin fled the restaurant. This, according to two eyewitnesses, the eyewitnesses tell TMZ Orlando was in Cipriani Restaurant, which was packed with celebs, including Paris Hilton and Diddy.
1: So, what did the fight actually look like? We're so glad you didn't ask because it wasn't the best fight ever. It was pathetic. It was kind of like seeing two of your male friends who aren't fighters at all who have maybe had a little bit too much to drink throwing lazy punches at each other
0: like it's quite
1: embarrassing to watch
0: there's like a lot of people in between Justin and Orlando and it's that very classic like Orlando and Justin are sort of being held back but trying to like push past the people that are holding them half heartedly like just trying to make a show that if they
1: could fight they would fight when yeah. we all know they wouldn't fight if there were no bodyguards to hold these two back they would just be those two like drunk idiots where you're like please leave the restaurant immediately
0: yeah exactly hours later in an update to the article TMZ wrote we're getting different versions of what incited Orlando and people are taking sides one account is Justin extended his hand to Orlando who refused it and when Justin asked what's your problem Orlando mentioned Miranda Justin then tried to walk away and that's when Orlando swung A second version, (laughs) this is quite different. (laughs) Justin said something to the effect of, I had sex with your wife and then Orlando swung. (laughs) The media went pretty wild with this story. Everyone kind of argued that very different things caused this fight. Yeah, if you listen to The Guardian... They reported Justin
1: did appear to instigate the restaurant fight by yelling, what's up, bitch? <laughs>
0: News.com said the bitter brawl between Orlando Bloom and Justin Bieber in a restaurant in Ibiza last week was reportedly sparked by three little words. She was good.
1: She was good. I rem- When we thought about doing this scandal series she was good, was just like beaming before my eyes. Like I remember seeing these headlines and being like, my God, imagine if he actually did say that like the reports are suggesting. This Guardian headline was my all-time favourite though. They wrote, Orlando Bloom v. Justin Bieber, history's most pathetic celebrity scuffle. This article included the line, to borrow a well-worn Guardian phrase, Justin Bieber is peak brat.
0: So the sense publicly and across the media was that Justin Bieber, given his reputation at the time, must have done something to instigate this argument. I'm pretty sure, I mean, listening to this footage and reading all the reports back, he definitely at some point said, what's up, bitch? We yeah. don't know if that's what started it or if maybe Orlando said something first and he was like, what's up, bitch? I don't know. We just, <laughs> Or it could have been an ending remark as he was tugged out of the restaurant. Exactly. We just know that those three words were very likely to have been uttered. Now the story gets even weirder from here because after this happened, hours after this fight happened, Justin Bieber posted a photo on his Instagram profile of Miranda Kerr. It was a photo of her in an orange bikini and it had the caption of a crown emoji. He also very quickly deleted it. He
1: deleted it, but he followed it up with another photo, (laughs) this time of Orlando Bloom looking like he was crying. So it was Orlando Bloom on a red carpet, clearly at an event. Something must have gotten in his eye, an eyelash. Who really knows? He goes to wipe it away. And Justin has picked that particular photo where it looks like he's a small boy weeping. (laughs) (laughs) It's very
0: funny. I mean, it's the pettiest shit I've ever seen, but the photo itself is very funny. So then Justin uploads this photo to his Instagram feed and then very quickly deletes that too. Now... I had forgotten, I know we've used the word brat a couple of times in this episode and the Guardian has called him peak brat at this time, but this is the pettiest, brattiest thing to do publicly ever. It's immature. I mean, it's
1: very reminiscent of the boy drawing dicks all over his team's studio for sure. I do also want to say like, as funny as I find this, I find this ridiculous and silly and frivolous, of course, and also just goddamn juicy. It's like my favorite celebrity gossip ever. I also find the idea of posting that photo of Miranda Kerr to be incredibly sexist on Justin's behalf. Like it's very much playing into that very predictable trope of, I stole your possession. I stole your woman, the woman you laid claim to. I had sex with her and therefore I have taken something
0: that is yours
1: which like I don't even need to go into why that is so fucked up. It's just gross. Yeah,
0: it's playing into what is a very familiar trope, absolutely, and it's just yuck. The most ridiculous part about this whole story is I don't think people would have thought much about these rumours at all had they not got in this fistfight, and Mm. I think that's why earlier on in this episode we kind of wanted to emphasise where these rumours were coming from and how we ourselves wouldn't have thought much about it until they got – into a fight. And then these two start sort of blowing up and you realise there actually is tension there. And suddenly going back, you try to kind of decode what was being reported at the time.
1: Yeah. And not just tension. Like these are two men, putting Justin Bieber to one side, because he's immature. He was a brat at this point. God knows how easily he would have flared up in public with someone else. For Orlando Bloom... Someone who has been in the industry for more than 15 years. He's 37 or 38 at this point. Someone who is incredibly balanced publicly. Like, yes, he's a bit of a kook. We get some interesting quotes from him these days. But back in 2014, Orlando Bloom was pretty squeaky clean in the public eye. For him to be in a public setting where he is throwing a fist at another A-list celebrity... There's not just tension here. There is clearly something so deeply broken, a relationship or an enemy ship that is so fractured that he loses all inhibitions. Like for him to do that tells me something was deeply fucked up in what Justin Bieber did or what Justin Bieber said
0: for Orlando Bloom to try and throw a punch yeah. where there were phones around. It's like that loss of control that takes a lot to sort of come to fruition. Despite the rumours though, Miranda Kerr and Orlando Bloom again managed to keep this remarkably amicable front in the press. Speaking to the Times UK in 2014 around this time, Orlando was quoted as saying, I've said to Miranda, we're going to be in each other's lives for the rest of our lives and we have a child. So it's important to me that we respect each other as we always have and that Flynn feels that and understands that there's a deep love between us. Miranda also shared this sentiment in an interview with Elle magazine in November 2014, which is a few months after this fight. She said, we're very good friends and this bonding is the most important thing. Otherwise, Flynn would feel it. We do everything to make sure our relationship is harmonious. We both love and care about each other and genuinely want each other to be happy. Again, like I said before, like I couldn't have greater respect for the way that they talk about each other and their commitment to being really strong parents and really strong partners still.
1: Yeah, and they are PR professionals because I think the fascinating thing about this story is that we have a fistfight between two A-list celebrities at the heart of it, and yet I would hazard a guess that at least 50% of our audience have no idea this scandal ever existed. My sister, who is very into pop culture, very across the celebrity landscape, had no idea. I didn't. No, you you looked at me and went,
0: oh, that was... And I was like, no, 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 the fist fight, like the yes. punch-on. I could not remember this and I feel like I read and read a lot of celebrity news. I kind of, as I said at the very start of the last episode, had a hinting towards there maybe being rumours about Justin Bieber and Miranda Kerr, but not this. Mm. I mean, it does pose the question here, what do we actually think happened? Like if we were to look at this scenario and think, what do we actually think happened What are our theories? Because for me, I still actually don't really think that much happened between Miranda Kerr and Justin Bieber.
1: Yeah, look, I, before we researched this, was a little bit more skeptical. I thought that maybe something did happen between them. But after going through and kind of having a more in depth knowledge and more of a bird's eye view as well across the entire story. I think my theory is that Miranda Kerr does have a flirty side to her personality, at least her public personality. I obviously don't know her, but from the TV interviews and the radio interviews I have listened to her in, she does tend to flirt with the interviewer and she does tend to kind of have fun and have that banter back and forth. In particular, one that stands out was actually her interview with Rove McManus on Rove Live like a decade ago. Yeah, it seems like quite intrinsic to her personality, that kind of charisma. Yeah, also this like almost like 1950s kind of shtick. Like she's got this very bubbly, effervescent, giggly, flirtatious, feminine personality. And so what I think has happened here, if anyone is interested Mm -hmm. in my theory, I think Miranda Kerr is a flirt generally. Justin Bieber, as an 18-year-old who lacked the maturity, the self-awareness and the foresight to understand what Miranda Kerr flirting with him meant, misinterpreted that as a keen interest and like an emotional attachment or a sexual attachment to Justin Bieber, when it wasn't. She treats everyone like that. She speaks to everyone that way. So Justin Bieber kind of held on to this thing, thinking he was special and Miranda Kerr liked him. Then when he later saw Orlando and Selena get together, his heart was hurt a little bit.
0: Or just photographed together, not even got together.
1: Yeah, he hurt a little bit. He felt envious and jealous. And the way he could kind of channel that energy was to lash out and give the world the impression that he slept with Miranda Kerr and he got Miranda before Orlando got Selena.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I think this could have just as much, if not all, to do with the reporting and the rumor rather than what actually happened. Like mm. we had the tension that kind of arose with the reporting of Miranda and Justin, which may have been unfounded. We then had the reporting and rumor that arose with Selena and Orlando, which also might have been unfounded. And all of that created this tension where both of these people were just really angry at each other. And both of them were going to get in an argument about that. But
1: then does that explain, like we just said, Orlando must have been so furious to have his guard come down.
0: Maybe once you mix alcohol in it, into it, maybe... Yeah, it was light. Also, I think the other thing here is like... I do get the sense, at least from reading around, that maybe Justin might have tried to kind of spread these rumors about him and Miranda, Mm. that he wanted to push this narrative at least or push this rumor or have a question mark between them. And he could just as equally be angry at someone for spreading a rumor about sleeping with your wife than actually sleeping with your wife. That's kind of our theories. Cannot wait to hear everybody else's. But we actually can't wrap this episode yet because we have one last really fun tidbit. In May 2016, nearly two years after this fistfight, Orlando Bloom and Selena Gomez were papped making out at a Las Vegas club by TMZ. Now, (laughs) it was a little bit awkward because the week before that, Orlando Bloom and Katy Perry had gone to the Met Gala together. So... We're very much still dating.
1: Yeah, this is so weird. When we found this, we were like, what do you mean? Like what when is we this? saw the headline, we were like, okay, this must have been pre like pre-Katie. It's gotta be. But it wasn't. They had been photographed together a week before, and a week later, he's making out, like, sprawled back on a fucking couch in a nightclub, making out with Selena Gomez. But then we know now that he seems to be quite happy and have children.
0: With Katy Perry now. And again, just to sort of look back at some of this reporting in hindsight, a couple of years prior, when they were photographed together, the LA Times kind of eye rolled and was like, you can't be friends with anyone in this town without assuming you're dating. And again, these two are proving it wrong to be like, Mm. yeah, they weren't just friends. They might have been friends in 2014, but clearly there's sexual tension there for them to be kissing two years later. Friends with benefits. What an absolutely wild ride. You know what it reminds me of? And this might be a bit of a niche reference, but I do think some of our listeners will appreciate what i'm trying to say (laughs) the dynamic of miranda and orlando who are in their late 30s with a kid and justin bieber and selena gomez who are early 20s and really young and kind of finding fame reminds me of the dynamic in sally rooney's conversations with friends the intertwining sort of relationships between these four people the age gaps The maturity gaps just feels very reminiscent of the dynamics in that book. I absolutely agree with you. I think that is very niche, but for the like 10%
1: of you (laughs) who know what we're talking about, I think you'll be nodding along. Look, maybe this was final retribution for Orlando Bloom. Two years later, he was like, you know what? I'm done being the bigger guy. I'm going to stoop down to Justin's level and beat him at his own game. God knows what actually fucking happened here. I just know that I love every minute of it.
0: Yeah, it has been absolutely wild and particularly unexpected. I will give you that, Michelle. Guys, thank you so, so much for listening. As always, we are on Instagram at Shameless Podcast, where we will have a bunch of images up there for you, including that very iconic photo that Justin tried to use of Orlando crying. Yeah, you know what? We're also going to poll you guys a lot on
1: this episode because I'm sorry. I absolutely need to hear your theories. My brain is a scrambled egg and I need someone to unscramble it for me and show me the light. What the
0: fuck happened? I totally (laughs) agree. I need your opinions too. We will be back in your ears as always on Thursday with a wrap in the week that was in pop culture. Thanks so much, guys. Bye.